Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They this is bugging us over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump Day, game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Roush is joining us any second now, we we believe. But for now, Scoots and myself to get your game day edition of KRC rocking and rolling on the Big X. Scoots, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. I am doing pretty good. Uh, got a, you know, with me, it always starts with how much sleep I got. So I got a, I got a good chunk of sleep. I'm, I'm ready to go fired up today. My Hoosiers got a much needed win. We had some absolute craziness, bonkers scenarios in college basketball last night. There's a lot of weird drama going on in sports world as a whole. We should have plenty to talk about today. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. How are you? Jam packed Tuesday. I'm great. Thank you for asking. It was uh, a good Tuesday for me. Busy, fun. War- had a has a had a busy work day, which is all I don't I don't take for granted. But because uh, if I'm slow, scoots, that means I'm not getting paid. So I like it when I'm busy. And then just a, a random dinner with 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 Grandpa with Pappy. Not it's my dad, but my kids, Pappy. And we went to old Bave and Dusters, a place nice. that we haven't been back to since uh, the old KRC days way back in in the day. So we wanted to take her to a place like that, like an arcade sort of deal. We did another one like two or three weeks ago on a Saturday morning. We went right when they opened and it was awesome. We had like the entire place to ourselves and we decided to try bowling first and that was a disaster trying to take like a two-year-old to do some bowling like the first few frames she loved it she had fun pushing the ball off the thing and watching it roll and whatnot but after like the fourth frame she was ready just to go run around and do the next thing so we learned our lesson there no bowling last night just strictly dinner and then do some games she was still too little for 98 or 99 percent of the games but she had a blast and (laughs) It wasn't 9 a.m. on a Saturday, but we went at like 5 p.m. And we also had the place to ourselves. Like it was just basically us, whatever, you know, you never, you'd have to wait for a game. You didn't run into anybody. You don't have to worry about her running into people while they were playing games. It was really nice. It was a lot of fun. 
It was a good time. So it was a nice Tuesday and then came home and what another awesome college basketball night it yeah. was. And a big shout out to your Indiana Hoosiers for winning me a lot of money. Yeah. That was nice. They get up 17 in the first half. Um, they're cruising. Like there is nothing to worry about here. Then you blink and Iowa somehow has the lead. The game comes down to the wire. IU needs a big three, and they hit it, and they they do get the win. But, boy, did we have to sweat that one out. But hopefully you were following along and you were listening. We we called that one, Scoots. Yeah, we did. And that, that was – watching that game last night, I'm sitting there in the first half, and I'm like – and it was weird the closer we got to game time yesterday, the more I had the feeling like Indiana could just absolutely boat race Iowa – in this game. So that first half, I was pumped. I was like, holy smokes, we we may win this game by 30 with Khalil Ware coming back and Anthony Leal coming in, splashing threes. That dude's had 14 points on the season. He had 13 points in that game last night. Like, what an incredible performance. And I saw him do that at the high school level. I'm just, I, I don't know why he hasn't done that for Indiana yet in four years now, but we needed it last night. I was happy to see it last night. Love, love to see Anthony Leal go crazy he got the post-game interview think maybe the first time in his career but what it really came down to tj khalil wears back and he is he is just such a monster you've said it multiple times he's our best player absolutely is our best player we had another injury bug last night malik renew went out of the game so indiana just can't stay healthy but they found a way to win that one last night that was it was a lot of fun did malik renew did he die on that on that injury no, but it does. It didn't look good. Uh, he like goodness gracious. Uh, you know, sometimes when you like a, a knee pops or something, you'll get the person just like in pain, rolling around, screaming, and it's like, oh my gosh, that's scary. This was like an arm or like wrist. I'm guessing it probably just oh, broke. You're thinking of Xavier Johnson. I am thinking of Xavier yeah, Johnson. late in you're the right. game. Late. I Xavier for, Johnson gosh, was very late in the game. Yeah, I you're right. That. Yeah. Oh, thanks for reminding me. No, Malik, he kind of just came down awkwardly on his ankle, and it looked like one of those situations that he could probably find his way back into the game. But he goes back into the tunnel and comes back to the bench with crutches and was only on the bench for a handful of minutes before he went back into the tunnel. So, yeah, not not ideal. Injury bug strikes again. No, not ideal at all. I, I would be pretty – disappointed with Mike Woodson just based on and I've watched IU several times this season but especially last night you all, like that was him allowing Iowa to get back in that game that wasn't the players doing when Iowa did that press were you not getting frustrated watching IU handle that press I don't I don't recall being frustrated by it no I mean I, I when I think back to the game, I can't really think of how in Iowa was able to get back in that game. I, I guess I just wasn't paying that close of attention. All I know is it was getting closer. I was getting more and more nervous. Um, but yeah, I mean, typically Indiana's good against the press, so I don't, I don't really know what happened well, last night. Well, they they were. That was that was my issue. Is that like they they knew exactly how to handle that press against Iowa. They were patient. They you know, they, the the players didn't look taken aback by it and they used a bunch of the the time clock you know you got to get it past half court by 10 seconds they, they weren't panicking when there was just two or three seconds left it seemed like they knew what they were doing but every single time once the press would be quote unquote 
broken, IU would have a chance to go attack the rim or kick out for a three or just make the extra pass and you have a wide open shot. And they just pass those up every time just to set up the half-court offense. And after the press, they wouldn't really be setting up their half-court offense until there was like 15 seconds left. And they just would a lot of times get a horrible shot or just try to throw it to Ware and hope that he could bail you out, which several times he did. He, he is incredible. He, he is a different level of player than the rest of IU's team. He is really, really good. Sometimes when he throws up shots, when he gets fouled, I think he forgets that he's actually in a real game and not just like in a gym where it's just like, okay, yeah, I got fouled. Let's go check it back up. Like, no, that shot can still count. Like, you, you still want to try to make that and get the and one. He has a very, like, laissez-faire, just kind of tip-in action that he has. But he is incredible. I've said that all season. But he, he coming back from injury, I thought you thought – I thought that you would see him be limited getting back – but IU had to have him play at a high level to get the win. He's a really, really good player. That was a nice get for Indiana. And keeping your, your tournament hopes alive. That was a nice Big Ten win. You're still you're still above water right now, Scoots. Hang in there. Yeah, but I don't know. If It depends on the Malik Renew situation. I, I would go ahead and assume Xavier's going to be out for the rest of the season, which absolutely sucks because he was just now starting to get his rhythm back. If Malik's out for an extended period of time, we're, we're done. I mean, we're just done. We we can only ride Khalil Ware so long, unless you get a performance every night like you just got last night from Anthony Leo. That could be a difference maker, but I just don't foresee that happening. So, well, IU wins. Scoots is happy. We win our bet. I'm happy. We've we've given some winners out here lately on Kentucky Roll Call. We'll give more later today. We are going to have our betting expert, Chris Hatfield, at the best wager. On Twitter, you can go follow him. We were going to go have him on today, but he had a family emergency. He let it, let me know late last night. So we're going to either do that Friday or we'll do it next week. I, I do kind of want to lead into a UK game just because I know he'll have some good info, analysis, stats, and all that stuff regarding the Cats. Uh, but we can maybe do that Friday going into the big Tennessee game on Saturday, or we can wait till next week potentially. So, well, so, so no gambling expert today you're stuck with me but i've been on fire so i'm basically an expert we'll get to some of the uk florida picks a little bit later what jumps out to me what i like about that i don't know exactly what the line opened up uh, on i didn't see it on social media but when i checked last night it was five and a half which i think a lot of people would think that that seems that seems a little low for kentucky being at home i agree but i am fully worried about this game and scoots part of the reason i'm worried about this game is what happened to Tennessee last night. If Kentucky's not on the schedule on Saturday, Tennessee doesn't lose last night to South Carolina. And I don't mean that to take away from anything that the Gamecocks did. If you didn't see it, they won at Tennessee last night. A huge win for South Carolina. In a span of a week, they, they beat number six UK at home. They win at number five Tennessee just seven days later. It's Lamont Paris, he, he, he's getting something going at South Carolina. They're a good team. I've watched a lot of college basketball this year, and defensively, they, they pass the eye test just as much as pretty much anybody else. They don't have an elite rim protector, if you care about that sort of thing, but my goodness gracious, they also don't have a weak link defensively. All five of their guys on the floor can pick up and defend. 
and they were just taking it to Tennessee for most of the night. A buffer zone game, six points, if you will. Tennessee would make a run. South Carolina always seemed to have an answer. And I can't help but think that Tennessee likely looking ahead a little bit to that game on Saturday. And I don't doubt for a second, Scooch, that UK tonight is probably going to be looking a little bit ahead to that game on Saturday. So we'll get plenty of analysis on Kentucky and Florida. Still just do want to recap the college basketball action last night. But did you get to watch any of that game or were you locked in on the on IU? Yeah, no. So that game was on my second TV. And hats off to Dalton Connect. My goodness. That kid is something special. I, I really thought he was going to get them – get them the win last night when he buried those two late threes to get the game was it to within one or two I mean that was it was what are I mean every both of them I was like wait that's not going in and then it just splashes it that guy is crazy good but in regards to Kentucky he is an he is an NBA player oh for sure he, he he is that good and he is going to be more than a handful for the cats yeah. on on Saturday the one good thing Kentucky has going for it is Tennessee, South Carolina is not really a rivalry, if you will. Whereas, if you think about Kentucky and Florida, it's kind of a rivalry. So you would like to think that Kentucky will not be looking forward to Tennessee on Saturday, that they'll take care of business with Florida tonight. Because, I mean, they had a tough game at Florida. Like I said, it is kind of that that natural rivalry due to all the years. But So I, I don't think Kentucky's overlooking Florida tonight. Well, I, was, I had that written down to talk about with Roush. Growing up, UK-Florida was the rivalry. Yeah. Like When I was a kid, that was the biggest SEC game of the season. And throughout the Calipari era, at different times, it has Florida's been the best or the second best team in the SEC when UK's been the best or UK's been the second best. That has happened, but since Billy Donovan's left, there's no denying that Florida's taken a few steps back in the SEC pecking order and the importance on UK's schedule pecking order. This game, outside of maybe some of the blue bloods that UK would have on the schedule annually, Florida was, when I was in 6th, 7th, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, that was the biggest one of the biggest games of the season, usually senior day at one of the places. And, and now I think most of the senior day stuff well, with UK, who is their stapled senior day now? Do they do we even have one? Seems like it's been Vanderbilt in years past. It's it's been it's been kind of a weird hodgepodge. Seems like Kentucky on the road plays at Tennessee on their senior day every so often, but I know that changes too. But regardless, I don't know if we have a stapled senior day opponent anymore. But it, it, for a long time, it was Florida when the game was at Rupp Arena or the game was in Gainesville. The second meeting would be somebody's senior day. But I, I hope you're right. I think the fact that they already played them, does that make you more motivated? Does it make you less motivated? You didn't have a great game down at their place, but you were still able to sneak away with the win. Does that is that going to make Florida hungrier, looking out for a little bit of revenge? After two bad offensive performances on the road, my initial reaction Saturday was, oh, this feels like a get-right game where Rupp's going to be rocking. I don't feel that in my gut. I don't feel that anymore. I feel more. This is a just get through game. Just find, just survive, and then we can turn all our attention to that big one on Saturday. I don't think tonight's gonna. I think there's gonna be plenty of points, but I just don't know if tonight's gonna be a blowout, comfortable, 
you can let your hair down, relax, sort of win. I think we may be sweating this bad boy out. But we'll talk more about that as that goes on. Those weren't the only college basketball games we had last night. You had UNC, who's – I don't know if people have been paying attention to this or not. Their resume was number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament good. Mm-hmm. They, they had the best resume in college basketball up until last night. And, and they're still one seed territory for sure. And the ACC is really bad, assuming they don't slip up a ton. They'll they'll probably – I would be talking today, I'd be a little surprised if UNC – wasn't a one seed come selection Sunday, 48 days from now, 47 days from now, however long it is. It'll be here before we know it. They go on the road to Georgia Tech in an arena that is 50-50. UNC has a huge alumni base in Atlanta. Kentucky does as well. That's why when UK and UNC play in Atlanta, usually always makes for a great atmosphere. But Georgia Tech's home arena was that baby blue just as much as it was Reckham Tech gold. And – Georgia Tech was handling them. They were taking care of business, doing what they needed to do. And they have a chance to extend their lead. They were up one with the ball. They were kind of milking some clock, too, but wanted to make sure they were getting a good possession. Boom. Missed shot, long rebound. UNC taps it around, gets it, transition layup, and you blink. And just like that, with like 23 seconds left, UNC's up one. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, they're going to steal this one on the road. That's Georgia Tech last night going into that game was 9 and 11 with some weird wins, Scoots. Uh, they've, they've beaten Duke. Who else have they beaten? They beat some good team at Auburn, I think they beat out of conference. They, they, they've beaten some good teams for a team that's lost 11 freaking games. But they go down, they do something that I absolutely just like can't stand. They're down one. And they look like with 23 seconds left, Scoots, they're playing for the last shot, being down. Yeah. You a fan? You a fan of the flam? I mean, that takes a lot of confidence to do that. But ultimately, no, I don't. I don't like that strategy. You got to get the score, get back on top. Well, and, and if you and or don't get the score and give yourself more time to, you're only down one. Yeah. You know, if they come down and hit two free throws, you're down. Three, there, there's still a lot of back and forth to be have with 23 seconds left the way some coaches play it. But here's the weird thing about it. So they're like, you know, just dribbling out the clock, 23, 22, 21. They get down to like 14, 13. And then they start to initiate their offense. And they score with like six or five seconds left. I think like the worst of, of both worlds Georgia Tech decided to do. They 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 didn't hold for the actual last shot when it was all said and done. They allowed UNC to have some time. And then they also, if they would have missed though, they would have not allowed themselves hardly any time for anything besides just a desperation heave. So I didn't really understand. I guess you could make the case that they were just being patient and waiting for a good shot. Eh, I don't know. I would have had a little more urgency. But guess what? It worked. They scored, they go ahead, and then UNC does get a chance to run a play, and R.J. Davis looks like he absolutely just gets – well, it's, it's, it's debatable. In real time, it looks like a foul. R.J. Davis has totally, totally perfected the head drama. Yeah, like, I think he's you know, just a, li- a little bit of contact, and his head just goes like the exorcism. It goes 360, just around and around and around and around. He's got that mastered. I agree with you that I like the no call there. Now, if it were UK, would I be throwing a fit? Yeah, probably I'd be throwing a fit. I don't pretend to 
to just go down the line with all this stuff from time to time. But like the defender has the right to a guarding position. And RJ Davis came into him. The guy didn't go into him. The guy didn't like stick, lean his shoulder in. The guy didn't lean over down on top of him. The guy was in a legal guarding position, and RJ Davis just lowered his shoulder right into him. And he initiated the contact. And a lot of times he's going to get that foul call because college officials aren't great. And especially late in the game, if that one's in Chapel Hill, they're definitely getting that call. But on the road, the ref swallowed his whistle. I'm glad that he did. And UNC still probably projected to be a one seed, but that was a bad loss for him. The resume needed a little mud on it. I was happy to see it. Yeah, I, that was a fun game, fun ending to the game. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I did watch the last few minutes. How about that court storming? Weakest court storm in NCAA history? It was horrible. Yeah. So they like <laughs> wait. They made sure that all the UNC players were off the court, and then they then they filed in. Not not too raucously. <laughs> they, they didn't just... even fill up half the court. I was like, yeah, what they... is this? Hey, Georgia Tech, <laughs> they're figuring things out. Uh, you know, they're figuring they're figuring things out. They'll be they'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, fun night in college basketball. Also, Dalton's shout out just insane. Shout out to Ole Miss getting down big pretty early in that game, throwing some throwing some coin on the money line. Come back, get same, a nice little six same. point win. Same. I was there with you. I, I saw that as well. Although Mississippi and then Ole Miss got up comfortably and Mississippi yeah. State came rolling yep. back. So it was a really fun night of college basketball. But yeah, I, I forgot to mention this though. But the 31 p- k- points for Dalton Connect, that was more than half of Tennessee's total points. Yep. Tennessee only finished with 59. Tennessee hit five threes. He hit three of them. He scored 15 of their final 17 points. All of the final field goals were his. And it was kind of funny, like when Tennessee was coming back in this game, South Carolina, they they were chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, but South Carolina would hit their free throws just to keep it a two-possession game for most of it. And so South Carolina, with like 11 seconds left, hits a free throw to go up four, and they're trying to give it to connect, because why wouldn't you? The dude's a freak. And he's getting denied the ball. So then Ziegler gets it, and he just fires up a three. He was 0-6 on the night, 0-4 from three. So get ready for him to hit like seven threes against UK on Saturday. <laughs> but Dalton Connect goes and chases down the long rebound in a desperation heave, throws up like a 24-foot three. It goes in, and then there's like Tennessee's back down to being one, down one with like two seconds left or something. There's a part of me that was just like, Ziegler, I get it. You were just trying to get a shot up. But I, I think the, the recipe for this game was out there that nobody else shoots the ball besides this dude and even with your ugly miss he goes tracks down your rebound and still puts up a three to keep Tennessee alive he is the volunteers he is everybody else makes for like a first or second round team he is what can make Tennessee a title contender realistically even with the home loss last night he scored 25 in six straight games 25 plus in six straight games including four 30 point games Hey, we all love Antonio Reeves. He's having an incredible season, but Dalton Connect in SEC play has taken it up even yeah. to a level above Reeves, which is crazy to say, but Reeves does have more help. He's got more options out there than than Dalton Connect does, so that's something that, that should be taken into consideration. Scooch, why don't you tell everybody about Thornton's and why you love it so much? Oh, Thornton's is the best. I love it because there's just so many options. You know, you can go in there, you can get your 32-ounce fountain soda for 89 cents. You can get a breakfast sandwich, breakfast burrito. You can even go in there for lunch. Their hamburgers, hot dogs are really good. But anything you need, you can grab at Thornton's. Beer, drinks, candy, 
beef jerky, chips, you name it. Whatever you want, you can find at Thornton's. Make sure to hit up Thornton's today. We are a, or They are a proud sponsor of ours. They sponsor our text line. Couldn't do it without Thornton's. So make sure you go in if you need to fuel up today. It's also the best spot mm-hmm. to go. Make sure to download the Refreshing Rewards app. You can get money off everything at Thornton's. So hit them up today. And hit up the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. It's game day. You should be excited. I'm excited. And we like to get to our grab-and-go textures, the people that are waking up early with us here on Kentucky Roll Call. We hit them up on the Thornton's Text Line grab-and-go textures. One says, how did Gil sleep last night? That's a good question. What? What? How did Gil sleep last night? How would I know? I was asleep. You didn't see him this morning making your coffee, no. your bagel, your breakfast? You all didn't talk about? We don't see each other in the mornings, no. I like to think that you all have a very lively house at 5.30 in the morning. Everybody's no. moving, no. sun's shining. Every time I wake up in the morning, he doesn't go to work until 8. So he, he usually sleeps till at least 7. But it, So when I wake up in the mornings, I'll go to the bathroom, which is right across the hall from his room. So I'll just I'll hear him in there snoring. I heard that this morning. So I'm gonna assume he you, slept pretty well. You you hear him snore? Oh, it's out of control. Yeah. Oh my heavens, that sounds horrible. Yeah. No, I mean I don't hear what it. Ca- I don't like hear it from my bedroom. But if I'm in the bathroom right across the hall, yeah, I'll hear him snoring. At least you don't hear it in your room. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it'd be bad. Yeah, that that would that would be tough. I mean, everyone snores though. I snore. I'm sure he hears me snoring when he's out in the living room. Eh, not everybody. Majority. Not everybody. Of you you no, that's not true. Are you a big snorer? Well, it's hard to tell because I'm always sleeping, so I I can't hear myself when I'm sleeping. I would assume so. Yes. I'm sure all the honeys have let you know though over the years. I uh, haven't heard from a honey in 13 years, so <laughs> <laughs> have no idea. <laughs> the wife when she's pregnant she's a snorer and oh it can be rough but not when she's not pregnant nope not when she's not pregnant i mean m- maybe like every blue moon she'll have a snore but when she's pregnant there will be nights where it's just like snore city usa mm. and i've got to go to another room or just bury my head under pillows and then when i when I hit the bottle scoots I, she tells me that sometimes i'll snore if i really if i really get after it Last day of dry January for those folks that that partied. Hey-o. Didn't party, I guess. But you do celebrate. February too, though, right? I do February, but I'm doing a little bit more. Li- like I'm going to drink on the Super Bowl. I'm okay. just like I haven't drank on the, in the Super for the Super Bowl in like six years. I'm just going to do it this year. I, the, my heart's in the right place with my dry January and February, but I I, I got to start living life too. You That's know? true. So, I, it, like I'm I'm not going to just have a beer during a random UK game, but for big like that wedding I went to in January, like I wasn't gonna not drink at an open bar, so I, I had a couple beers there. So I'm, I'm I'm being a little bit more lax with it this year. But the idea behind it is just to to lose weight. And most years when I don't drink for January and February, I do lose weight, and it's fun and it's great, and it kind of makes you like appreciate like oh yeah maybe you shouldn't drink as much this year. And then March Madness rolls around and St. Patrick's Day, and it's like yeah okay. <laughs> And then you roll that into Derby and Cinco de Mayo, and it's like, eh, well, now the weather's nice. And now you're at the lake. And, and now then, it's you, summer. then you got golf. And then you're, and yeah. then you're golfing. And, <laughs> and then before you, and then it's like, all right, well, football season's here. I'm not going to not have a beer <laughs> to tailgate. And then it's the holidays, and you're like, well, I got to have a drink around the holidays. 
I'm a little stressed out. And then, boom, it's January, and you, you do the good old-fashioned reset, and you're right back in it. But, no, uh, last day of January for those folks that, that do the dry January, and cheers to you. 502-414-1450, a texter on the Thornton's text line says, rumors cir- circulating around Arkansas. Yeah, I think everybody's seen that. I Wacky. I, I, Wild. No, like I'm my inclination is no. Do I have any idea? Absolutely not. I've got no clue. But we're we're not probably gonna dive into it on roll call. I don't think it's true. Sometimes the if it sounds too good, it's probably not. This is one of those situations. It's like one of the weirdest screenshots of a it's a picture of the text message and not a screenshot, I guess I should put it. Uh, I no, I, I don't. I don't think this is accurate, although I do think something's definitely up there. So, you know what? Maybe it is. I don't I don't really care. Uh, Texter says, John here. Good hump day, game day morning to all. I'm so excited. I have a media cast live during the game, and I cannot wait. Hey, last night I got a 636 in a three-game series in bowling. Wow, that's awesome. Means I averaged a 212 a game. This great momentum will continue tonight. Give me the Cats by 20 big ones. Justin Edwards will be MVP. He'll have 16 plus. We'll got to go. Cat you later. John, the Justin Edwards. You, you got to pump the brakes. Hasn't nailed one I yet. Know, I know you're a big fan, but you're, you're, you're a media man now. You want people to come listen to your opinions and bring and take into your analysis. And, and, and yeah, I think it's fun. I, again, I don't know all the details about what John's up to, but I think he's going to be like live commentating and, and talking and discussing while the game's going on. It's an interesting concept. It's been kind of thrown around in some circles that I've been in. Barstool does that for, like, their games, but they'll have the cameras on their talent, if you will, I guess their employees. Um, But, John, I I think it's cool. I hope it works out well for you. But you got to have some reasonable takes. And thinking Justin Edwards is going to drop 16 points tonight and be the MVP, I don't think that's probably going to happen. But I hope you're right, and congrats on the bowling. That's awesome. A 2-12, three-game yeah, average, that's that is really, awesome. really good. When I played in high school, I carried a, what was it, like a 181 average, I think? Maybe. That's pretty good. I was good. I was good back in the day. I'm, that, may be high. that may be high, though. I'll venture to say if I were to go play three, three games of bowling right now, I bet my three games don't add up to 2-12. I'm not That's, embar- That's embarrassing. You, you know what's even more embarrassing? I took a bowling class in college, and I'm still not good. That's not really. I mean, were there cute girls in the class? I, I don't know. I was concentrated on my bowling. I, I, was, I was there to study and learn the game of bowling, TJ, not flirt. I took a volleyball class at UK, and it was a joke. <laughs> I mean, it just was a joke. No other way around it. Now, it I'll tell joke. you, my swimming class had some girls in it. You took yes, a swimming sir. class? Of course, yeah. Would the girls show up in, like, bikinis? Yeah. Well, no, they had, they were, yeah, I guess. I mean, I would think it'd be like a classy it was. Swimsuit. It was more like a one-piece, yeah, I feel like I remember. But, yeah, no, that that class was fun. It was at, like, 8 in the morning. So, it, like, kick-started my day, just hop in the pool, do swim a couple laps, and it was it was a great way to start the day. That that sounds like it. Uh, college definitely worth the money if you're listening to Scoots and I discuss it. You can take bowling and volleyball. And I took basketball too. 
All right. We're going to take our first break. Hopefully Roush is, is back. I, I thought he'd be in by now, but hopefully he'll he'll be here when we return from our commercial break. We'll get to a couple other grab-and-go texters on the Thornton's text line. Preview the Cats in the Gators, and we'll update you on the Field of 68 drama. We've got a jam-packed text line from yesterday's show. It's going to be a really fun game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call. I promise. We'll be back after this. You know the game and how it goes. We try to get Jones. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Virtually unlistenable. I almost turned it off at several points on my drive home because of that annoying, annoying girl screaming in the background. I could not imagine. I couldn't make up a more annoying voice than what she had. Go Gators! It was awful. And this segment, in honor of our friend, Florida fan Lauren, we're just going to scream for the next uh, 19 minutes. Ah! Ah! Go Gators! Ah! Gators! Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Roush has joined us now. Roush, you, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but I mentioned the in the morning pleasantries that I went to Bave and Dusters last night. Got to play some games. It was fun. And Scooch, I don't think I mentioned that I was undefeated in the claw games. You know, like the little drop wow. the claw. Pick. It was like, you know, my dad was watching. The wife was watching. My daughter was watching. All the eyes were on me. All the pressure was on me. And it, I, I was a hundred percent didn't miss one. One time I even got two things at once. Holy smokes. That's awesome. There's little rubber duckies and that one, admittedly, that one was a play till you win, but I got it on the first try, no sweat. And then there was one with stuffed animals and I won a little Teletubby. Teletubbies are still around. Didn't know. I didn't. I also that was news to me. I also did not know Teletubbies were, were still around. But this one was in prime plucking position, and I had it lined up perfectly. Dropped it. The claw game is a lot of fun in terms of anticipation. Normally they're a little overpriced, like a dollar for a stupid stuffed animal. It's just not really worth it. But the thrill of like. Is my mathematics correct? Am I along the right line? The claw is not swinging too much. I've calmed the claw down. And then the, the the drop, the anticipation of here we go. Okay, here's the pickup. And then to see if you got it. And then you're not, you're not off scot-free once you do have it, mind you. Once you have it, you still have to survive the travel to the drop zone. And so it, it was a good time. Can so, I guess which Teletubby it was? Yeah, what color? What color do you think? Uh, I was going to go with Tinky Winky, but I can't remember. I think that was green. I'll pull up the tel- the Teletubbies. I know Poe I know Poe is red. I just when oh, the Tinky, first thing Tinky, Winky, Tinky Winky. <laughs> Tinky Winky is the purple one, which my daughter's favorite color is purple. She probably would have preferred the purple. It was not the purple. Mm. Green. It was it was the yellow. Ah, uh, Lala, Lala, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who could forget? Lala's, Lala's the yellow one. So, and then we also had a bunch of like leftover 
power cards from the establishment. So we were like, let's bring them and just see if we have any, like, you know, tokens on them that we can play games with. And also, let's see how many tickets we have. Combined, we had 7,500 tickets. We, like, we were... <laughs> there was only a few things in the store, like, we couldn't get. It was wow. pretty cool. There was a part of me that was like, do we... Like, you, we were we were halfway to an Xbox, which kind of, like... That's you incredible. Know, this is probably... There's part of me that was like, maybe we just save up and get something absolutely huge. How funny would that be? But we also just let the daughter go on like basically a shopping spree. And again, she's two in like three months, so she's not totally with it. But she was like, I want this one. I want this one. What's this? I want this one. So we were just like, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> we felt like we were balling out. It, it was a fun, it was a fun experience. We need to get the KRC, KRC crew back there to do some games, get the competitive juices flowing. Games are always fun. Um, love that place. It's, it's been a hot minute, but that is a great winter activity. I do think it is kind of warming up, maybe not raining for the first time in a long time. So that'll, that'll be exciting. I feel like I've just been walking around puddles for weeks now. I did absolutely embarrass myself on the clown game, which is the most fun game that they have there. It's just basically so like your, your circus, your, your boardwalk, throw the balls at the clown's faces and then they'll pop back up. Yeah, I did. I did do horribly on that. I was very rusty there. How's your Tuesday, Roush? How, how's your morning going? Um, I'm just trying to tell myself not to be frustrated. One of those like, oh, hey, you get your computer going early so it won't freeze up. And then what does it do? It freezes up. Kid, you know, kids, the baby's waking up at 6 a.m. now, which really throws off the routine because I can't do anything that I need to do beforehand. So it just I, I'm a little little flustered. And uh, yesterday was a long day, um, but uh, we're again at one point yesterday. I not the car that's broken and totaled, but the other car I was in, I couldn't get the key out of the ignition. I couldn't stop it. So that was just I, I've, I've it's been a whirlwind. Um, it's going to be whirling and winding a little bit more. But I was a little upset that we had to do the podcast last night, so I missed some of the great college basketball games. But I enjoyed uh, hearing about them. Uh, the only thing I saw last night, it was like as I was falling asleep, I had uh, uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State on. And love the fact that the guy who is the mop boy for Ole Miss is now a fan favorite. Like he's like made it a, a part of his bit. He stretches. He gets after that. He's really aggressive. Um, fires the student section up. So uh, I, I like that idea of just having the, the kid with the mop who's not really a kid, but I think like actually – a guy in college who's just little, also being a hype man for the student section. Made made, made for an entertaining uh, sideshow during stoppage of play. Yeah, that that is something to to keep an eye on. It's like the clock guy on the field, a football game, so it shows how much time's left. Just something to pass the time that's entertaining. Yeah, that wait, seems a little if, bit more entertaining than just the goober with the clock, but yeah. The, the clock guy, what if he just did a little dance for us, you know? Why not? Right? Yeah. We've had, we have those... Um, the, the the Tennessee guy who acted like he was a cop but was really just in on the dance routine or whatever. Um, I don't know if you remember that from the football game a few years that. back. Let's yeah, let's do that with the clock guy. Um, but he just needs like a kickstand for the clock because does that guy do anything else the entire game? I don't think so. I think that's his like a, a pretty sweet gig. Like just right. watch the game and then during the timeout just go stand on the field. Yeah, they tell you, all right, here's your time to stand on the field. Everybody's going to be watching you. Don't pick your nose. Easy enough. Yeah. One would think I would still, 
like, don't pick your nose, don't pick your nose, don't pick your nose. And then you're just like, oh, but I really want to pick it. Uh, you know, it just it's the one one thing you can't do, and it might be too irresistible to pass up. Did you do you do you feel good about the cats tonight? How are you? What's your gut telling you as you woke up on this Wednesday morning, last day of January 2024? Oh, I mentioned it yesterday that I'm going, so I am very excited. Like, I I don't. It's hard to explain, but. When I'm there, I have a much less critical eye. I'm not as locked into the stats. Um, I, I'm just it, it just it just makes me happy to be at the games at Rupp Arena. So I'm very happy, and I'm that that part of it I'm excited for. But there's also a part of me that worries that this this should be a get right game for the Kentucky offense. But if it's not. We know that Florida is going to push the pace. We know they're going to take a lot of threes. We saw them hit a lot of threes in the first half of that game uh, down in Gainesville. Um, I mean, they took 31. So there's going to be a lot of possessions. So you would, you, it's just, I, I, the part of it is, is like, I know it's going to be, it, it's, it's the right setup, the right timing for a get right game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, go cats. And if it's but if they don't get right, Lucy, then I'm worried that like you know, like that, that's Good job, I'm, Lucy. I'm, I'm just worried that if, if they aren't um a hundred percent on it, like if the offense doesn't get right, Florida has the ability to outscore uh, this to put a bunch of points against this Kentucky defense. I I'm with you with being concerned a, a bit. This is a Florida team that they will make you pay if you give them open shots. Arkansas did not, and it it helped. It, that's always benefiting for a team that if they miss their open looks, Arkansas did that for UK. But Kentucky was better defensively all around, but Arkansas did help them out a little bit. Florida's not going to do that for you. So if the offense isn't humming tonight, Roush, Florida's most likely will be. So I would say one of the – I talked in the first segment that – We'll give some bets out as the as the show goes on. Right off the jump, I do like the Florida over 82 points. I I think offense is going to get back to humming for both teams, especially for Kentucky, and that just seems low for an opponent. So uh, I, I I'm nervous about this one tonight. I think the crowd's going to be great. I can't imagine the Cats disappointing with the Roushes in, in the houses. So better not. they got to bring it. They got to bring it for you and your pappy or your papa or whatever your kids call them. Papa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they do. They need to. I, I think the last time we watched a game together in person was the uh, Arkansas road win when Cal got tossed. So yeah, it's been a, been a hot minute. So I'm, I am excited about that. Uh, also dream, dragging him to uh, they're having interviews with the transfers. So he's just going to be sitting there for like two hours hanging out. Bring your dad to work day. So, what what is he gonna? What are what are you gonna actually bring him in the facility? Yeah, last time he did this, uh, you know, it was just like a post practice media op, and you know, we just did the small talk with all the other reporters and stuff. I think Moss Mossy was telling old stories about Patino in the nineties. So you know that that's always good, clean fun. But this one's gonna be different because, I mean, they're literally bringing out nine, ten people to the podium over probably what will be at least two hours. So it'll it'll be a slog. Scoots, uh, that sounds horrible for Papa. 
Like this isn't Muncie, Indiana. He can go do something. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think it sounds horrible. I mean, if I'm a Kentucky fan, I, I'm just putting myself in Papa Roush's shoes. If 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 I've got if I'm going to work with my son and I get to see him do his job and in, be in his element, and I'm a Kentucky fan on top of that, and I'm interested in what these guys are saying, I think it sounds awesome. I can't imagine. Pat Paul Roush cares what transfers have to say in January. Yeah, but he's going to be more excited about seeing Roush do his job, being his natural element. Well, Luck, it'll be point. there. He'll be that's, yucking it up. That's you know, a good point. And, and, I, and the football facility is cool. Just like, you know, walking behind behind the scenes. Like, do go in places that you haven't been before and seeing some things that you haven't seen before and maybe even having some conversations with people that you've seen on TV or you've read their stuff but you've yeah. never gotten to talk to before. That can be cool. But, like, you know, Lexington's got stuff going on. It's, well, a, it's, even, it's a happening town. I even offered. I was like, is there, you know, you got any friends you want to see? Is there anybody I can drink? He's like, ah, oh, no, I'll be fine. Because I think he does want to. Like, it is cool to go hang out with, you know, Nick Roush and Adam. No, that, and, that, that, those two, of all the people you could have oh, mentioned. Stephen Peake's going to be there. Like, Steve, he's worth a combo. Yeah, yeah. He, he's worth a combo. No, I get it. I think Scoot's saying that, like, getting to watch your son do his job, that would be kind of cool. So that aspect of it, Scoot's, there he goes again, just I making mean, too many good points. I'm just, thinking, he, he, I'm just thinking in terms of my dad. So he would absolutely love to come in here. He doesn't care about Louisville athletics at all, but if he were able to come in here for three hours and watch me produce the Mike Rutherford show, I think he would really enjoy that because you're you're just seeing your child in in their element at their job, which you you don't really get to see that all that often, unless you why, why unless you work together. Like your situation, TJ, is weird. Your dad's not going to be as appreciative because he works with you all the time. Well, we don't work together, but we see each other in the same office. Yeah, but yeah, point point taken. Yeah, every, every day is bring your dad to work day for the sports talker. Why Why did you? <laughs> Why did you mention the Rutherford show and not our show? I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah. Because my dad's a Kentucky fan, so he would actually be interested in in the. Uh, he listens to roll call from time to time. So well, just, why don't you bring Why don't you bring him in? I should. I'll, I'll put him behind the producer's chair. He'd kill it. Maybe Father's Day this year, Roush. We'll just bring. We'll, all the dads will have to <laughs> mandatory come in. Wouldn't really be a wouldn't really be a gift to them. It'd be more of a burden. But yeah, maybe we'll look into that. It's Didn't usually he? always around like uh, June nineteenth. Has, so. has your dad been on the show, uh, TJ? Because I know I, mine has for something for a, briefly. Well, I appreciate you guys surprising me and making a, a big to do. But today is my official ten year anniversary with Ooh. Big X Sports Radio. Ten years ago today, I started my first ever show which uh kind of crazy that they let me do that but over the 10 years yes he's he's said some stuff on air before but i don't know in the roll call days if he has yeah i can't i can't recall any so maybe when he was sports talking you know yeah well, well we got some more sports talking to do though we've got a lot of talking to do we got to get back up the field of 68 all that stuff hour number two kentucky roll call coming up next okay Over. You 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Fun first hour. We'll have a good time in hour number two as well. Keep the text coming in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Going to talk more Cats versus the Gators tonight at Rupp Arena. Roush will be in attendance. Woo! We'll... Get whatever the text line has to get to. Do want to remind folks about Salsarita Super Bowl Sunday. It's not this week, but it is next week. Get your Super Bowl plans set and let Salsaritas take care of the catering for you. You can do it all online if you download the Salsaritas app wherever you get your apps. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. It is delicious. It's nutritious, and you will not be disappointed with it. Check them out today. Did you all see the updates in the field of 68? I did. We got a sorry, not sorry from Jeff Goodman, um, which I the the part of this that like I mean I already knew this to be the case, um, but when he said I'm going to back my guys without apology, it's like we we knew that Jeff, but like you really it, it's just. He said the quiet part out loud that to be, for him to be an insider, you just have to carry whatever water your sources say. And that's what he was doing, doing some water carrying. So um, it's pretty embarrassing, and I'm kind of shocked he said it out loud. Yeah, so I, one thing I got wrong yesterday, and I need to correct, is when I said that they gave Cooley chance to edit out interviews – that I had missed, I had misheard who they were even talking about in that situation. That was about John Fanta, John Fanta, 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 uh, Fanta. Gotcha. So here, here's more clarification on it. And and I do, I'm sorry, I got that wrong yesterday. They, Goodman and Doster freaked out because John Fanta, who lost his father on Monday and that's horribly yeah, sad and awful. thinking and praying for him and his family. He thought the big East films was a legitimate association with the big East conference. Mm-hmm. So when he was asked to do a documentary with big East films, he agreed under the idea that like, Oh, the big East is doing a documentary and I'm going to be in it. Yeah, I'll do that. Oh, so this wasn't about Cooley. This was about Fanta. Correct. Yes. Ah, I do think that so. I do think that they disliked the entire premise just because it, it painted Ed Cooley in a somewhat negative light. But their their reason, their why was so. What my guess is connecting the dots here, because Mark Titus went on and he was like. A lot of people were really mad at Mark Titus because he teased a phone interview with Goodman, and then he ended up not playing it at all. And then he ended up actually having Goodman's side in all this, where he was like, I got to take back the stuff I said about Goodman after hearing his side of things. I don't think he's lying, and I don't think he's a jerk anymore after hearing why they did what they did. Ah, okay. 
So, and I won't say other media is coming around to them, but Mark Titus did, which was a little, a little surprising. My guess is either the Big East or Fox Sports threatened that, hey, John Fanta is going to get fired. He didn't have, like, he he's under contract with us. He can't do other media productions. He did this. He's going to get fired. And, it, and it's a production that doesn't paint one of our institutions in a good light. The Big East may sue him, may, may sue the film creator, and John may get fired in the process. So I think out of protection, that that's, and I don't know that for I, sure, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I, well, and, it makes more sense if it's a colleague versus a source. coach. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I think they were like, "All right, well, we got to get this pulled. We'll do what we can. We gotta, we gotta save our our guy." All that to say, any way you kind of break this down, the way they acted was very immature, <laughs> embarrassing, unprofessional immature just terrible look like again it's the stuff of losers it's just it's it's not it's not a smart thing to do and then their apology videos were horrible like these guys are just lost unfortunately they did an apology video where they didn't apologize and they i'm always gonna have my guys back if that's the way you have your guys back don't be my guy don't ever have my back if if that's the way my friends would have my back don't be my friend and don't have my back because that's not that's not how you handle those sort of things. And a much more, don't you think a much more effective way would be like, hey, I know you had good intentions with this film, but a lot of people, there's some le- there's some legal and potentially financial repercussions that impact people we know. Can you do anything to help us out here? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, um cuz here's the thing, I'm sure he was mad and it just came across as combative and those direct messages but like uh, an easy way to do it is just to reach out and say hey um we need to talk because there's some legal consequences that get some guys in trouble i i i didn't realize that was part of it either but um whoo that is uh that is messy that is very messy it's just Saying like, hey, our guy could be in trouble, but like immediately jumping them and saying, no, you're the ones who are in trouble. You're doing this wrong. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, it's like, oh man, no wonder you. Okay. Okay. It all makes more sense. It all makes more sense. Still, but in, but in no- just don't, just don't be so combative and maybe this doesn't become a thing. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Like if, because then nobody knows about the video. Like the, all of this. It, it's it, it goes back to the lessons that players need to know when they're playing. The reaction is always caught, right? The guy reacting to the initial instigator is always caught, is always the one that gets in trouble. And their reaction is what made this a big old stink, not just the making of this documentary that not a whole lot of people are probably going to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, every, they, they handled it as poorly as possible. And then again, I, I think lost in the shuffle all this is like, yeah, Goodman, he's he's a goober. Our we've confirmation. We we always thought it and now we know it. Doster was, I, I think, just as bad in this whole thing. And then maybe did like just the it it whatever, Rob Doster. He 
tweets out Goodman's apology video. He makes just a, a goofy statement about it. Again, these people don't seem sorry. They're, I think somebody said that like their apology was the person on an airplane that accidentally steps on your foot. They don't care. Like, you know, they, they, they care because they got caught. But then Rob Doster, underneath that, regarding this whole stupid ordeal, links John Fanta's dad's GoFundMe. Oh, so he did with a bro with a broken heart emoji. Like, yeah, I mean it's just gross. If I, I don't need to tell people how to do their social medias, they can do it however they wanted. I think if he just did that in a standalone tweet, you know, it is what it is. Right, but to, but to put it all together, yeah, to to link it in, like, hey, all this stuff's going on, and. There's this too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, well, I mean, they are. They, right. I, I I won't be, I won't be consuming the work of the folks from Field of Sixty Eight, but I haven't been doing it really all this all this year. So, it sounds like the the folks in the Big East still aren't very happy with them. I did bet DePaul. I put five dollars on DePaul to cover like eleven and a half last night. That was that was dumb. All right, DePaul, not good at basketball. Just like Louisville, not good at basketball. Hey, they covered. They only lost by six. Scoots has plenty to talk about today. Yeah, yeah I got to watch that go. game today. Jeez. Yeah. Zan Payne, meaningful minutes. <laughs> wow. He's I love that they have. Guy. I love that they have serious conversations about like is the talent's really not as bad as you think. Oh my gosh, you all, the talent's horrible. You all are bad. You're poorly coached. It's a bad team. You're running out of players. Yeah. They're, but hey, they lost by six last night to Clemson. Uh, they're folks, whatever. I mean, I, I, one more full month of this thing, U of L fans. I know. I just uh, like they have to talk about something, TJ. So you know, I, I feel for him. It sucks. Yep, it does. What doesn't suck is Travis Perry, Kentucky Sports Figure of the Year. He did it. Classic KRC curse. Right when we get off the air, they break that news, Roush. As soon as we got off the air, Roush. I say it respectfully, your list is horrible and you're bad at making lists. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, that's feel free. That's my <laughs> but that's what that's what's that's what's fun about this ballot. Um <laughs> I do think that like ninety eight percent of people just got it wrong when they like Reed Shepard can't be voted like it was not supposed to be based on what he did at Kentucky. It was supposed to be what he did at North Laurel. He should not have been second. Like, if it's based on what he did. And I think you can count what he did at Kentucky up until, like, the no, end of the year. You're not, you're not supposed to. It's supposed to be just for the most recent basketball season. But, nevertheless, um, yeah, just I, for me, like, my, my guys were all people who we talk about on this show. And we talk about Travis Perry in passing. It's like a quick hitter. But, like, Travis Perry isn't somebody that people are talking. Like, you don't have conversations with your friends – when you're talking sports about Travis Perry, we don't have conversations on radio about Travis Perry. We have conversations about Lamar Jackson during the NBA finals. We had a lot of conversations about Jamal Murray. Um, we had a lot of conversations about Jeff Braun. That's why I thought he was the biggest story. I think that we probably touched on here, not only um, from just having a good year, but also the angst that he created amongst Kentucky fans about getting a bunch of players in the transfer portal. Um, and then usually the last half of my list is just like, oh, these are people who 
don't ever receive any recognition. I'll give them some right here um, that are kind of like the smaller stories from around the state. Um, so that's, think, that's kind of how I make my list. I don't think you're wrong to do it as like the most talked about person. Of, like you don't have to be the most accomplished, but you need to maybe be the most polarizing or lightning rod figure in the state for that year. But that's also how we got Hitler to be the man of the year in Time Magazine in 1938, Roush. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Are you saying you, you agree with I, that I mean, decision by Time Magazine in 1938? He was probably the most uh, discussed person of the year that year. Um, mm. I, uh, mm. I also voted for Patino for my sports figure of the year when he got fired because that was the biggest story of the year. The guy... I, th- I think that's like- if that's the way you want to do it I and you're consistent with it I'm cool with that but the reason I'm getting on you is like if you go by who we talk about we we talked oh, yeah. about Jamal Murray for two weeks and that was it I mean we hadn't brought up Jamal Murray in in years yeah and that's still I think more than we talked about Travis Perry because like and that's fair I, I yeah. you're right about you're right about that but like you, you would still have Lamar Jackson over Jamal Murray. You'd still have Oscar Shebway over Jamal Murray. You'd still have Ray Davis over Jamal yeah. Murray if you did it strictly by like who right, was the most right. polarizing figures in the state. And then also Spafford should be almost like universally on your list in the top five then because he's always in the news. We're always talking about yeah. that dude. Uh, is he, is he, Finally dropped the lawsuit on. I was uh, wondering. Okay, yeah. I knew there was news about him, and I wanted you to fill me in. Is that what it was? It was. Uh, yeah, mid- the lawsuit about the DQ. He finally dropped it. Um, gotcha. Because I think he realized too, like, hey, I could go in. Like this year, I think he's planning on having derby horses, even though I think it's still kind of up in the air. But I, I think, I think they're going to finally just like drop everything and move forward. But um, yeah, I, I, and that's not to say that I'm not impressed with Travis Perry's accomplishments. Same, it's a great story. Like to to be able to do that at Rupp Arena. To break King Kelly Coleman's seemingly unbreakable record, very cool. But I mean, you know, like, and I even thought it was cool they went and they played at Waylon's old gym. That was awesome. But you know, it just kind of it gets shuffled back in the deck. And I, I appreciate some of the stories out there, but like, I'd never heard of the kid from Bell County that got voted tenth. And I know he said, but he did some record. But yeah, I it. I do think it's truly representative of the state, though, the state media that gets polled, because I bet 50% of the people polled high school sports are some of the primary stuff they cover. So that's why they got such a big bump, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I get it. It makes sense. But um, it isn't as representative of what we talk about here. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't have an issue. You all did a good job after the show yesterday describing it and just like you did right now with Travis Perry. I don't I don't have a major issue with it. I don't agree with I, he wasn't my number one. I don't agree with it, but I, I can understand. I mean, what he did is going to. You may have somebody else. You're going to have another UK Wildcat win an NBA championship. Right. Uh, you're going right. to you're going to, you know, Jeff Brom. There's a good chance he'll have a better season at U of L. Lamar Jackson, he's not going anywhere anytime mm-hmm. soon. Yep. But Travis Perry's record, that that bad boy ain't going anywhere for a good while, I would imagine. All right, I have a concern I need to address, TJ. And I address think, it. Because there's a graphic of top 10 scorers in high school basketball history. Uh, I haven't heard of any of those people. Yeah, so I think I've, we talked about that off the air yesterday too. There's that list, and that's pretty incredible. And 
Rutherford was like having a field day with Travis Perry being the Kentucky sports figure of the year. Hey, Rutherford, somebody voted for Ashton Gelati number one overall. You should be much more outraged with that goober than anybody putting Travis you, Perry number one. Why do you think he wasn't outraged? Because that was his ballot. He had Ashton Gelati <laughs> number one. No, I was making a joke. <laughs> he did say, like, I, I will give U of L more representation because there's so many U of L hey, 130 media members. And I think what Roush only 27 were from Louisville and we're two of those 20, you know, half yeah. those UK leaning people. Right. So right. You're not, not very representative in the Kentucky sports figure of the year, but Ashton Gelati, number one, that's terrible. He had a great year. He's awesome. But like, just because you made ACC first team, that's not good enough to win the Kentucky's. This isn't the Rhode Island sports figure of the year. This isn't the <laughs> Delaware sports figure of of the year but there you have it and i agree i agree reed travis being number two is silly like he should not reed have shepherd. been number two. reed yeah. shepherd yeah reed travis yeah. reed, reed travis uh, i wonder what he's up to probably playing in europe i would imagine but oh, reed shepherd i don't mind him being in the top 10 but him being number right. two is is too silly. high in my opinion uh, i don't think our boys cody's wish got enough love no no he did not and um yeah, that, that that was the big one. Oscar Sheboy not making the top ten too was silly. He was an All American. That's wild. Since it's All American for Kentucky, and I know that there. But was, he didn't win National Player of the Year, Ralph. Sorry, you didn't win National Player of the Year. I mean, the being an All American in the the top ten is just crazy. I would love to see where the person that put Ashton Gelati number one where they had Oscar Sheboy. One hundred and twenty fourth. Did Did Rutherford ever reveal his list, Scoots? Not that I can recall, no. Did he give like his top three or anything like that? I think he did give his top three, yeah. Now I don't remember. If you asked me who it was, yeah, I couldn't tell you. But I, I knew he mentioned some of the people he had listed, but I don't know. He was he was talking crap about the list, but he wouldn't share his own list. Oh, so Reed Travis was playing with the Mad Ants last year, or oh. it's actually this fall, and he got he got waived after their training camp. So I, I haven't seen the latest. Um, if he picked up a contract elsewhere, but um, get the uh, TBT, Reed Travis, get on a TBT team. I'll follow you there. Oscar Seaway, big mad ant, <laughs> big time mad ant. He, um, it is so they're they're doing a G League All Star <laughs> type game this year, and it's fun to see a guy like Oscar Seaway in there who they're new, <laughs> they're kind of up and coming, but when you have I mean, like, Scal's been playing the G League for how many years now? And he's still doing this? Um, I just imagine Rick Carlisle, the coach of the Pacers, being like, hey, listen here, buddy. You can get big mad or you can be a big mad ant because I'll send your ass down. (laughs) That's how he threatens players that have bad games. Oh, you big mad ant? Because take the jersey off. You're heading to Fort Wayne. Hit the road up I sixty nine, buddy. <laughs> what if they just like that's instead of handing somebody a, a pink slip <laughs> that they're fired, they just give them a piece of paper and it's a I sixty nine road sign. <laughs> See ya. You get back to your locker and there's just a little child's like toy ant farm. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> 
yeah, but congrats to Oscar. And then uh, there's Ashton Hagens, I think, is playing in the G League All-Star game as well. Yes, that, that's correct. Thankfully, UK has good people in the NBA. Otherwise, that would like that. Right, like Casey Wallace the... is in the Rising Stars. Yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander's All-Star starter. So, yeah, you know, they're they're represented well everywhere. All right, should we get to a couple texts on the Thornton sex line? Uh, only, only if we got any mad textures, mad ants. <laughs> Did I do that What's, right? Yeah, you nailed it. One of my buddies that has ties within the program has said that the must bus to 502 is picking up real steam. Honk, honk. Said that his wife wants to be back out west, potentially Arizona State, but if that happens, then it's going to be Jerome Tang. Make of that what you will. Well, you're covering your bases there, Texter on the Thornton yeah, set. Make, you really covered every base. I do think between – I mean, that's what Trilly Donovan is saying, that between Jerome Tang and the must bus, one's going to be at U of L. He's also throwing Chris Beard into the equation. Excuse me. Chris Beard has already gotten U of L fans to point pitchforks at one another. We can't bring somebody in like this. We need to start winning again. Roush, so they're already having that, that debate. Which, which is – yeah, I thought they, I thought we were pretty clear that Louisville fans don't have morals when it comes to their coach. They, as long as he's a winner, they don't care. Yeah, well, some of them do. Some of them are saying, we, with the state of our program, we don't need any potential risk of a scandal. We don't need any additional well, baggage. I know it's not exclusive, but do they like Kenny Payne's morals? Maybe they should just – he's a great guy. Maybe they should keep him around. They covered last night, shown a lot of heart, shown some of fight. Heart. Yeah. This is only year one when you, according to Kenny Payne. So, you all fans are having a field day with that joke, by the way. Nonstop. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Stoop saying you can't be too sensitive in this business. That's funny. He seems pretty sensitive. Yeah, that, that stood out to me. He, he is a sensitive guy. Well – and the thing is, is like, yeah, you're right. Um, he's I think emotional. Those. I think emotional maybe it, is better than sensitive. Because he reacts to things, but I don't think he actually, long term, like, he doesn't care. Like, he might bust my ass for something I say, but it's not going to affect, like, any yes. of our work relationship or anything like that. Yes, I, I agree with that. I, I think that he just kind of wears his heart on his sleeve and you know where you stand with him. And I think if there's an issue, if you come out and own it or you just want to talk about it and you know make things right, he's always going to be willing to get water under the bridge in that regard. But if if you don't, he can be stubborn too. Like, you know, he'll play the stubborn game. I think that there's maybe you can call it sensitivity, you can call it emotional, you could call it a little bit being immature. I probably have some characteristics in, in that. Just like a little prickly, but like if you get to know him, he can kind of open up a little bit. I, I think Stoops, if you just talk things out with him, he'll be cool with it. And it sounds like that's what him and Wolford did, so that's good. I wish him and Cal could have done that and just avoided. Like if Cal could have just called him instantly, I bet that wouldn't have been in, been a big deal. Before it got at, like became Correct. a big story. Before yeah. it was published, yeah. yeah. But then it was published, and then supposedly Cal was told not to reach out to Stoops, which is such a wild – like, I have a hard time believing that just because that's such a wild thing to do. And I also – like, Cal would tell Mitch Barnhart, like, kick rocks, buddy. I can I can dial well, – I'm an adult. I can dial my phone as much as I please. And then he ended up trying to, and Stoops was, you know – they were it was just too like, late. No, too late. Yeah. 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 So, so maybe I, I don't know. Whatever. A texture says Cal's dog Palmer is not doing well. 
tough as any of us who have had pets know who doesn't like dogs some of the sociopaths out here don't like dogs sad scoots do you like dogs of course who doesn't like dogs Okay, I'm, you're having a great show today. It's a big bounce back day for old Scooter Dingus. It's a get right day because the the peeing in the cup and mm-hmm. then the torturing the mouse. It, it's been it's been a rough week. So we're, you know, listeners, he's not that crazy. Okay? I just, I mean, you all can see it that way all you want. I just, I, that's just another week for me. Just sharing stories from the past. I mean, what's done is done. I can't go back and change any of it. Scoots, as a landlord, you need to know the landlord has to fix issues the tenants have, like no heat or rodent issues. They should have sent Black Diamond or someone over. He did fix the heat, and about this time last year, he bought us like five or six mouse traps. So, yeah, I, I think your landlord be slacking. Did you all <laughs> sign like a rent agreement, or you all yeah. just like squatting? No, we got a rent agreement. Yeah. Uh, you, I'm happy can, to happy to report he's in Aruba this week on my on my rent money. <laughs> Aruba. So wait, if 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 you're a regular renter and you see a mouse in your house, you're calling your landlord instead of setting a mouse trap. Right. That's you, yeah. I don't understand that. If it's a constant issue, landlords are supposed to take care of that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I, all right. I'm with you there. But um, like I've heard of some people. Uh, like I knew somebody that worked at. Newtown, and maybe it's a little bit different for like a college housing place like that, but like their light bulb went out, so they're calling the office. Like, I don't know, it's a light bulb, you get a new light bulb, right? Like, I, I, I would, I'm just wondering what the line is on calling landlords because I haven't dealt with one in quite some time. I mean, um, we, but okay, we, that, that makes more sense. So, we get like he'll buy, he buys our like air filters, and if we yeah. needed light bulbs, he'll buy all that, but it's up to us to replace all that stuff. Like he, I'm not going to call him every time we got to change our air filters. As long as he continues to have them there for us, then it's going to be all good. We're running low. Yeah. 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 All right. Makes sense. A texter says lots of parallels between IU and Scoots, half decapitated mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of decapitated, uh, Khalil Ware killed a guy last night. That was one thing you all didn't mention that, that dunk. Oh my God. I, it looked like he hurt himself. He dunked it so hard. That was ferocious. Yeah, was I, so good. I did think he hurt his wrist on that dunk. I was like, oh, <laughs> he gosh. He it so hard. Yeah, that was that nuts. Was crazy. He's awesome. Didn't Amber have a pet rat? Didn't she leave the station on bad terms? Is this a big X rat revenge? Eh, yeah, not your, not your best work, Dexter. That being said... <laughs> Intern Trey is giving intern Amber a run for least words per minute in Big X career. My goodness. So tell Trey to keep it up. Hey, I asked him yesterday. I was like, Trey, if you, it up. I was like, Trey, if you ever like are here to do this show so I can get some time off, like, are you going to talk? And he was like, yeah, I'll talk. And then he gets asked a question yesterday. Yeah, I'm Trey from Cluckers. I use that line. It's pretty. That's pretty much. The it. thing is, too, is like Trey will, like, we know he'll talk. Yeah, we we we've gotten him riled up before. I think you know what I think it is, TJ. I think it's he's still got the too cool for school in him. That's just in the rhyme blood. You know, I, I think he does. But P Diddy from now the little city, he 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 would talk. You know, he'd he'd get going. He'd just bring up silly stuff. But I half a radio is just bringing up like stupid stuff. Which, by oh, the yeah. way, have you all ever seen Duck's mate, like Mallard's? 
Um, yes, know, twice last year. As a matter of fact, they are right now. <laughs> they, they were during that hour break. I was like walking. We've got a pond in our backyard. And like I saw, it's kind of crazy how often geese and ducks go underwater. I, you know, I don't know if just the average Joe knows that, but like they go underwater frequently and like will stay underwater for a decent amount of time. And it's always just interesting to see. But I don't know how consensual duck mating is based on what I witnessed during the hour break. Though. I don't know how much of animal, like, I, I don't, I don't know how much consensus there is. in that. We always see like geese and ducks. Like, you know, I, they, I think geese mate for life, but ducks, you always see them together for the most part until the babies are born. And then the daddy splits out and out of there, but they're together up until then. So I, I don't know. I just didn't realize it was such like a violent process, but this, this poor female duck had like three male ducks all around her and she'd just go underwater to get away from them and would try to go like, she'd swim underwater 40 yards. I'm not kidding. And then she'd pop up and then the three other ducks would like see her on the other side of the pond and they'd fly over there to like try to swarm her. And then they'd go underwater with her, but she'd just have to like outpace them, I guess. It, it was it was interesting for sure. I think Roush is right. There's, there's really not a whole lot of consensualness in the animal kingdom. Dolphins are the only other species that have sex for fun. So, yeah, I, th I think that, it, there's it, no way that there's got to be true. another species. Nope. There's got to be another species nope. out there. It's dolphins and humans are the only species that have sex for fun. I thought monkeys kind of, you know, went to town on themselves for lack of better phrasing. Nah, they they do it for babies. I, you sure? Yeah, I watch a lot I, of Animal Planet. I'm telling you. Thought they did the old Brett Favre. <laughs> well, we know he watches Jurassic Park too for the scientific. Right. What was that IU uh, player's name? Peter uh, began with a J. <laughs> Peter Jerkin. <laughs> what was it? Peter Jerkin. Yeah. Is he in the NBA? I don't we'll come think he back. Made it to the NBA. We'll come back for our final segment of Kentucky Roll Call on your Wednesday game day edition. I, I forgot about that player for the Hoosiers. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Let's get the, the cart back on the rails here for this final segment. Been a fun show, though. All the same. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. We're on the 96.1 FM side of things and the 1450 AM side of things. And we get, uh, you can get it, uh, the show, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. And you can get the best sunglasses at ShadyRays.com. Save 40% with promo code Big X at checkout shadyrays.com we love them best polarized sunglasses more than just shades snow goggles uv shirts all all the great stuff that you need for this valentine's your lover in your life will love shady rays as well 40 percent off with the promo code big x we've got more text to get to we'll make our predictions for for uk and florida if you all see any bets that you like we need to let the listeners know and whatever else you all have over the next 20 minutes, just uh, let me know. 
thinking thinking it might do four to first to ten. I feel like Raleigh Kugel is going to come out hot. I don't know I, if that's just I, I always kind of or... I always kind of like that bet against Kentucky. Sometimes they start a little slow. I don't think that's a bad one. I think it's plus uh, one ten. I'm wondering if that'll be different if they stick with the do in the starting lineup, though. Will the slow starts slow down, if you will? And will we get more do tonight? I don't – I hope so. Sounds like Dillingham should be back. That's good news. Yes. Need need Robert shifting. The more shifts, the better. Um, they've just bumped Reeves all the way up to 21.5 for that total. They were tired of losing money, which can't say I blame them. Can't say I blame him. But you can still get him uh, plus money at two and a half. So interesting. Interesting there. I'm not I'm not feeling good enough to take the cats in the points, though. Not not feeling good enough. Six is a lot of points. I, I think Kentucky should cover that, but it, eh, I don't think it's a guarantee by any by any means. Right. And but that being said, if you know if if it's inside six points, it, I mean we're in for a, a tight one. Like make your free throws, going to come down to the wire. So, I I would love a blowout win after especially too. after the last two games just haven't been the most fun in the world, even with the win at Arkansas. But I don't know if tonight's. I, I worry that they are looking ahead, especially the young guys. Saturday's going to be crazy. They've already beat this team. You I've know, already beat them. Right. I wouldn't mind Bradshaw having another nice game. Maybe, hey, I finished strong against Florida. I can get going. We need to see him start to to show some progress. It, it hasn't. We haven't seen a, a, a good deal of it. That being said, excited to see Hugo continue to grow. Did you watch the journey last night? Uh, I have not. I have not seen it yet. No. It's yeah. good. Okay. I love that they the usually do a great job, especially just seeing the locker room stuff. That's the part that's usually most fun for me. Um, they have like some orchestra music playing in the background this year, and I just I love it. Really, get, uh, weirdly, gets me hyped. Gets the people fired up. I got a question for you, Scoots. Shoot. Trivia Wednesday Cat. instead of Trivia Thursday. Hit. John Calipari has more wins than any other active head basketball coach. Who's second? Hmm. Bill Self? No. I was surprised. That probably would have oh, been my guess. I got it. He's Tom third. Izzo. Tom Izzo, I, that's the part that this is shocking. He got his 700th win. He's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. Wow. Among active coaches, which, all right, I could see him being behind Patino, who's a little bit further down because Patino's, you know, he. Coached a while, won a lot of games at U. But I, I would have thought Izzo would have been so much higher uh, up on this list. By the way, that, we that, that, that me. we didn't bring this up earlier, but Izzo last night against Michigan, a rival nonetheless, gets his 700th win, and it was his birthday. How cool is that? Oh, that's a great day. Against a rival, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, but number two, TJ, do you have a guess for number two? I don't. Rick Barnes. Saving my trivia for tomorrow with Corey Price. Rick Barnes, 794 career wins. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. So, a lot, lot of wins. Not many in the NCAA tournament, though. Not not a whole lot for, for old Rick there. Old Slick Rick. 
Texter on the Thornton's text line says, you all know TJ's the only one with perfect school attendance. You tell him, Texter. Free meal at Hardee's for perfect attendance when I was a kid. Oh. I don't remember ever getting anything for perfect attendance besides that stupid piece of paper. But I remember yeah. Pizza Hut did, like, book clubs. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Um, Pizza Hut just was great as a kid. Maybe not the same, but let's bring back the buffet. So we can really just put back some. Apparently they are. Oh. I did see that there's a couple places that they're calling it Pizza Hut Classic. They're bringing back the old lamps. I've seen that, yeah. Just making like the interior look like it did in the 90s. It's it's a good idea. Like I, I think I think you'll see more of that. Companies trying to hit on the nostalgia. I bet like Taco Bell and Wendy's and are it'll be clean and like well lit and nice, but it'll still have it'll It'll have throwback feels to it. Man, that'll, somebody that'll come back. The old uh, 79, 89, 99 cent uh, menu from Taco Bell. And that was, uh, it was like new double stuffed burrito. And that was just uh, it was cheesy double stuffed. So, so great. Have you all ever done the White Castle Valentine's Day, like romantic dinner? No. I haven't done that. Uh, wife, not a big Valentine's fan. Or not, come on, not Brooke. A White Castle fan. Not a big White Castle fan, I should say. Meaning she's not big on Valentine's either. Like well, I had a bunch of friends in college that would do that every year, but I, I never did. But I, I recently was driving by White Castle. I saw them getting ready for it, advertising for it. Uh, maybe one year we'll do that. Uh, Texter says, TJ, are you calling it Tupperware? Tupperware. Tupperware. It's my Linden accent. Another Texter says, the milkman. Now I'm seeing Reed Shepard milk advertising left and right. Makes you, hey, you know what? I want a nice cold glass of milk now. now. Blah, 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 blah. I, need, I need a glass of milk to get me straightened out. And when he hits a three, we, we got to tweet out the milkman when he hits a three. Know someone connected with the Pac-12, and they said Goodman wanted them to hire Field of 68 to promote the league. And when they said no, he got in tight with the Mountain West and the West Coast Conference and started trashing the Pac-12. The guy's a total goober. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I don't know if that's true at all, but I wouldn't be shocked if it were. Chris Bailey's the le- in, in Lexington is the one he's talking about. When UK started playing poorly, he was the one on Twitter saying there's probably locker room issues. Oh. Watching some more of Ugo because Cal said he's going to take some of Bradshaw's minutes, and he loved the end-of-game lineup. There's a lot of young Nick Richards in his game. If Kentucky can get him back for his junior year, he could have a huge year. Start at center next to Quaytons, sorry, big haters, and mix it with the rest of the commits and guys we think will come back, and it could be a hell of a defensive team. Sorry for the long text, but it was a good text, Dexter. It was yeah. a good text, and I I agree with all of that. I, I, except I would say he's better than young Nick Richards. Like Nick Richards couldn't give you. The I agree shot with that. Blocking, uh, early. His ha- his hands are much better than young Nick Richards. Yep. And I would also say he's got a higher ceiling than Nick Richards, which is crazy considering Richards was playing at an All American level before he went to the NBA, where he's still hanging he's, around and doing he, well. He's doing well as of late. Like he's he's doing yeah. a nice deal. I, I think more than hanging around. You're right. Saw something where their uh, Charlotte might be trying to pair him up with PJ Washington to make a more lucrative trading package because uh, Washington's been playing as well as of late too. Tough look for Roush. His pick for Kentucky Sports Figure of the Year couldn't even crack the top five. Hey, neither could mine, but I wasn't just trying to kiss family members' high knees. So, 
Kirby, anything better than Roush fanboying for Lamar and Braum when the kid who won sportsmen broke the all-time points record for decades in a state that lives and dies for basketball? No one in the state cares about Braum or Lamar outside of Louisville besides not liking them. Are you a plant, Roush? No, I'm in Louisville. That's 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 the answer. I'm in Louisville. So, hey, but this is coming care. off yesterday. You taking the official side against UK and Calipari. I I, I don't know. Starting to line up. Starting to line up. The loss of South Carolina now looks infinitely better, but, man, I wish Tennessee would not have lost at home the game before they came to Rupp. I, I don't I, – that, that is – like, did you think that they were like, – Kentucky was going to catch them off guard at Rupp Arena? Like, that, that's a no, bunch but, of bull crap. Like, no, no, I, I agree. I agree with the texter. Uh, first off, I agree with the texter. I was pretty tough on the loss to South Carolina. More just the manner how it, how it happened than just, like, a one-point loss, although I would have been bummed with that, too. But I, I was wrong. I mean, South Carolina is better than we think, and you're going to see them this week. They should be. I can't believe they're not already ranked, but they're going to be inside the top 20. So then you're going to have a overtime loss at A&M, a loss to a team in the top 20. The UNC-Wilmington game was terrible. There's no there's no excusing that. And then Kansas, is who's in the top 10, like that's that's a pretty solid resume. I mean, it really it, it really is. A win over UNC, who we said earlier has one of the best resumes in the country. So – uh, I was wrong about the South Carolina game, and then I Roush, yeah. they were just kind of due for an off game. Tennessee was, and now they got it out of their system. I I, I buy into that. Uh, I thought this was talking about from a motivation standpoint because some people will say that like, oh, they're going to be all mad now, and it's like, dude, if they weren't hyped for a game at Rupp Arena against your border rival, then you then they were going to lose to begin with. Um, but you're I, right about that. I think it's more significant just for the league race. That's the we kind of buried the lead there because they needed <laughs> Tennessee needed some to rack up some losses um, because is Kentucky going to sweep them? I mean, it, I I think being realistic here, a split is I is is good. So if you if you want to win the SEC, that was a big step in the right direction because as much as South Carolina did prove that they're not frauds. Um, that's going to end up being a quad one loss, so it's not going to hurt you. But also, they're going to end up losing some games down the stretch. I, I feel pretty confident in saying that. So I, I think what's it's great for the, the, the outlook on the rest of the race to the top of the SEC. I agree with you. South Carolina was a quad one loss when it happened. It'll stay. It'll be a quad okay. one loss on Selection right. Sunday. Uh, Seventy five is the threshold on the road, so it's a pretty big. I mean, it's a pretty big margin. So, uh, but that being said, agree with you. But you got to be two and zero this week if you're Kentucky. Last night was good for your SEC chances. South Carolina, they'll slip up on the road again. They do play Tennessee again in Columbia in March. That'll be an interesting game. But yeah, I agree with you. But they're good. They are legitimately a good team. They've got three scores that are that are good enough, and then defensively, they're they're really impressive. So, between them, Kentucky, and they'll have the tiebreaker over over UK, Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama. One of those fourteen, one of those five teams will be playing on Thursday in the SEC tournament, and it it could be Kentucky. If you go one and one this week, that's not impossible. If you go zero oh and two, you're really hurting yourself. Kentucky needs a two and zero oh week if if we think they're the team. We, we think they are. And, you know, it's still January technically, but 
you want to start looking, you want to start seeing it all click in February and then you're hitting the ground running in March. And that needs to, we need to start getting there. These last two games haven't necessarily been a step in the right direction. The texter says on the Thornton's text line, same Louisville buddy that mentioned must to Louisville mentioned these relationship rumors on Saturday. And now this wild stuff. It is wild. I mean, something's definitely going on, but I, you know, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, pretty wild. Don't know what it is, but it is wild. Shout out to KRC for the Indiana tip. Had to sweat the Central Michigan game in double overtime. Love, love, love that you have a Central Michigan, Northern Illinois game in your parlay that you're sweating out. Like yeah, I wonder how you felt good about how you felt good about old T- Tony Barbie and his group to pull that one out. Maybe it was a system, the Spear system, Scoots. You were doubting it yesterday with Pitt, or not Pitt. It was uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech and yeah. they go and win outright. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> and then Marquette, they were down at halftime. A texture says, Field of 68 no. Bros putting on a non-apology masterclass. Yes, they did. Marquette was not down at halftime. They were killing Villanova. No, I'm pretty sure they were down. No. No shot. I, I was watching that game as well because I had Villanova in a parlay. I mean, that, that guy's screenshot says that they were down at half. Yeah, it says they were down by three points at halftime, Scoots. There is no way that Villanova came back and was leading at half. They were down by like 25. That's incredible. It was 49 to 46 at halftime. All right, they were down. Okay, that 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 was wrong. That got a screenshot. This is interesting. They got those halves backwards. Oh, they just <clears throat> Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I was going to say so Villanova was, was down pretty big at halftime. They were down 8. They were down 8 at halftime. Gotcha. And then they did take the lead in the second half, though, Scoots. Man, you had me so confused there. I, I was like, I watched the whole first half. I don't think they were winning. I was just reading what the FanDuel thing said. Uh, TJ. TJ, Dave and Busters is the best arcade spot in Louisville. Hope you and Lucy had fun. Places are real hoot. Games are an absolute treat. All right, so if I'm going to rank arcade places, it is one ahead of whatever Jack's, Banana Jack's. I forget the name of that place. Malibu. That place is better. Malibu, that place is better as far as, like, there's more stuff to do, right? Like, I would rather take my kid there because it's not just arcade games. They're just arcade isn't, like, it's fine, but it's not as good as Dave & Buster's. But they have, they have like, go uh, putt-putt and golf carts and all that sort of stuff. But if you want, like, some other local stuff, uh, I really like the, what's the place in J-Town? Rec Bar? Yes. It, mm-hmm. they, they have some great arcade games. Like I would probably prefer to just play the classic arcade games too, like playing NBA Jam. That's really cool. Um, and then if you just want pinball, Z Bar is a uh, pinball. Well, Zanzibar actually, a lot of pinball machines there. My buddy in college got banned from Z Bar for life. Good really? morning, guys. Yeah, but you know that ta- like- that takes a lot of effort there because I he just kept sneaking in with a fake ID and they kept catching him and they just uh, said you're never welcome back here even when you're 21. And uh, he didn't go back. He did not go back when he was like 21, 22, that sort of stuff. Uh, but I'm sure now they would have, they, they would not know. Uh, Texter says, good morning, guys. What's more likely tonight? UK wins by 10 or Florida wins by five. Looking for an alt line. Dry January was successful for me. I actually tried some non-alcohol beers this month and they were actually pretty good. Have you guys tried non-alcohol beers? So pregnant wife got me into non-alcohol beers. They're the real deal. There, there's been a UK game or two where like I've just kind of stolen one of hers and it's uh it's yeah it's, I can taste the difference though like it feels like I'm just wanting more beer out of it like it it's similar and I can get I can get how it like 
Okay, no, well, there's some. There's some you can't. There's some IPA ones you can't tell the difference. Bush makes a really good. One? Bush makes a really good non-alcoholic yeah. one too. I've only had the like uh, the white beer ones where like you if it's a white beer already you're what you know what I mean like it's okay I, maybe if there's an IPA one I could see the IPA one's good I think the Heineken one's good but yeah I can also tell that there's a difference but it's close it's it, it does the job can I just say that Heineken sucks like I'm just I'm out on those you no can say that uh it's no it's Stella's that I think are overrated yeah Stella skunky suck at Stella. Happy yeah. anniversary, yeah. TJ. Thank you. Because I'm happy, boppy, do bop, bop, poppy, do bop, boop, because I'm happy. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, I think they mean because I'm happy. Yeah. Your dad raised an Indiana fan. What happened? Why no cats for young scoots? It's a great uh, question. So I, he's described it. Yeah, I've got, I got raised by my dad, but my uncle brainwashed me. That's the long and short of it. Edwards needs to be more aggressive as the dude made a dunk this year. Uh, I think he so. has. He has made a dunk this year. I don't want to see a ton of Edwards minutes tonight, but if he's out there and he's playing well, then keep at it. I'm I'm cool with that. But I, I think we've got we know the rotations we like. I want to see Dillingham get back in the fold. I want to see the arrow get more minutes. I'd like to see Big Z get some more minutes. Edwards isn't at the top of my I want to see more minutes list. But you know what? He's going to get some opportunities. If he makes the most of them, then that would be him earning more minutes. A texter says, if I'm U of L, the obvious choice you'd want coaching your team next season is Chris Beard. The dude wins wherever he is. He's the one that like doesn't scare me the most. Kentucky should just always be better than U of L. It's like a God given, you know, right necessarily. But he's but the he's, most guaranteed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He he would he would go to final fours to U of L. He, he would he win a championship at U of L. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. He'd be he'd be great, and then I, I think Tang and Musk could win there and go to Final Fours and have great seasons. But I also think they could fail there, and I think the yep. pressure could get to them as well. Yep. Um, but you know, all of them are going to be get UVL in the tournament conversation next year, unlike you know, where they have been. Can you expand on the Arkansas text you mentioned earlier in the show? Yeah, there's just wild rumors of like a love triangle going on. Out of, again yeah you can you can find them they're on the it's, internet it's it's out there it it seems it certainly seems i mean the rumors understandably so once you read the, yeah. the wildness of the story and and like it also sounds really silly but also like i've known about that in women's sports locker rooms for oh. 10, 10 years ago right nice. so like it's not like it would be you know we got to be sex positive here on this show it could happen in a women's locker room it could happen in a men's locker room TJ South Georgia Wildcats, a surveyor. I'm interested in surveying. Tell me more about it. Thank you for keeping. Th thank you all for keeping me entertained while I machete tree lines and measure land. That sounds fun. I would like to do that. Mm -hmm. I I leave Oscar off the list because of death premonition that contributed to the most embarrassing tournament loss in school yeah, history. But that was but, the year before, though. That was 2022. Yep. Yeah. All right. Predictions for tonight. MVP. Oh, I'm doing Spears today. People forget that. Scoots, you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Look yeah, forward so to if it. you want to listen to more of me, why wouldn't you? I'm going to be a celebration of TJ from noon to one on Big X Sports Radio. Ten years of this guy doing radio in this town. <laughs> you can hardly believe it. I've got the Cats winning 91 to 87. I, this one's going to come down to the wire, folks. I'm nervous about tonight. I think Kentucky's not getting back to their high-scoring ways. 73-70, and they just squeak out a three-point win. I'll DJ meet, Wagner, MVP. I'll, I'll meet you all in the middle. 82-76, Kentucky. Oh, man, nobody's low scoring. Got, nobody's got covers. 
I've uh, everybody. I've got you all having a good Wednesday. Okay, go out there, make the most of it. Roush, have fun at the game with your dad. Tell him I said hello. We'll do. And Scoots, I'll talk to you in a few hours. This is Kentucky Roll Call on oh, Big X Sports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Kelly is